We're going to discuss in this recording a very interesting issue, whether or not the giving of the Torah happened on the day that we celebrate as Shavuos. Now, the conventional or popular understanding of Shavuos is that it's the day when the Torah was given, and it's on the 6th of Sivan and the 50th day of the counting of the Omer. And uh, those three events all coincide. But some commentators, most famously the Magen Avram, the great posek on the side of the Shulchan Arach and Arachaim Simen Tuft Tzadi Dalit at the very beginning of the laws of Shavuos. So he raises two major issues with the conventional understanding. First, he questions whether the Torah was actually given on the 6th of Sivan. And second, he questions whether the Torah was given on the 50th day of the Omer. So we're going to go through this issue. We'll take each of the Magen Avram's questions separately, and we'll see different commentators and different approaches to answering each question. And then at the end, we'll see some approaches which deal with both questions together. So the first question is on the date which Shavuos falls out on. We celebrate Shavuos on the 6th of Sivan. Obviously, outside of Eretz Yisrael, we keep two days, so it would be the 6th and the 7th. But in Eretz Yisrael, it's on the 6th of Sivan. Now, throughout our davening on Shavuos, we call it Zman Matan Torah Senu. So the implication is that the Torah was given on the 6th of Sivan. But the Magen Avram questions this, and for this we need a little background. The Gemara in Shabbos on Pevavam at Beis records a machlokas. There's a brisa which says, "Beshishi b'chodesh nitnu aseres adibros liYisrael." On the sixth of Sivan, the Jews got the Torah. But Rabbi Yossi Omer b'shivabo. Rabbi Yossi says that it was on the seventh of Sivan. So there's a machlokas between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yossi whether the Torah was given on the sixth or the seventh of Sivan. Now the Gemara in its discussion of this whole issue, which begins on Pevav Amid Aleph with the Mishnah, it explains that the machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and the Chachamim has to do with a halachic debate, which is if a couple has relations and then the woman emits the man's sperm a few days later, so she becomes impure. That's one of the ways of becoming tame. But she only becomes impure if that sperm is still usable, that it could impregnate someone. It hasn't spoiled yet. So the question that the Gemara has is how long does it take for sperm to spoil such so that if it comes out of the woman's body after that, it would no longer make her impure. And the Mishnah already ties this issue in with the giving of the Torah, because at the giving of the Torah, Moshe tells the Jewish people, be prepared in three days. So the three days must have been enough time that none of the women would have become impure if sperm came out of them. They didn't want anyone to miss the giving of the Torah because of impurity. So because Moshe said that they need to separate for three days and not have relations, it must be that three days is the maximum amount of time before the sperm in the woman spoils. So because of that, the Gemara gets involved in the timeline of the week before the giving of the Torah. And the Gemara explains that everyone agrees that the Torah was given on Shabbos. The question, though, is when did the couples separate from each other? So according to the position that you need three days, they must have separated on Wednesday. So they had Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then Friday night, the women went to the mikvah, and so they were prepared for Shabbos morning to accept the Torah. And then the Gemara quotes that there's another position of Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, who holds that sperm spoils in less than three days. So he would hold that they only had to separate Thursday and Friday. And then the women could go to the mikvah. So basically the debate over how long sperm would make the woman impure if it comes out of her body is going to translate into debate as to whether the Jewish couples separated before the giving of the Torah on Wednesday or on Thursday. Now, in addition, we need three days prior to the separation from the time the Jews showed up at Harsinai, one day to rest 
and then two days on which Moshe got prophecies. So if you do all the math and put the timeline together the way the Gemara and Shabbos does, this is on Pei Vav and Pei Zayin, so according to the position that you need three days for the sperm to spoil, you have to add an additional three days before that, and the Torah was given on the seventh of Sivan. And according to the position that sperm spoils in less than three days, so then you only need two days, plus three more days, so the Torah was given on the 6th of Sivan. So that's the basis for the debate as to when the Torah was given. Now, the Magen Avram points out that if you look in Yoridea, in the Laws of Nida, in some Kuftzari Vav, Sif Yud Aleph, so the Shulchan Aruch there rules that you need Sheish Onos, six 12-hour periods, which means three days. So the halacha is in accordance with the opinion that the sperm will still make the woman impure for three days after they had relations. So therefore, a woman who becomes a nida has to wait three days before she can even begin counting her seven clean days. So that's where we get the four days that a woman has to wait before she can do the Hefsek Tahara in order to make sure that at least three full days, meaning 72 hours, have passed from the time they last had relations. Now, Ashkenazi practice, and the Ramah goes through this, is to be even stricter. We wait five full days. And in addition, we also wait even if the couple did not have relations before she became a nida. In some Sephardic communities, they're more lenient. But this whole discussion is the source of this stringency in Ashkenazi communities, which is why the actual nida period is 12 days at the minimum. But again, the baseline halacha in the Shulchan Aruch is that the sperm is still valid and can make the woman impure for three days after it goes into her body. So based on that, says the Magen Avram, if we apply it into the timeline that the Gemara set up, it would mean that the Torah was given on the seventh of Sivan like Rabbi Yossi. Meaning we hold halachically like the position of Rabbi Yossi that the Torah was given on the seventh day. So why are we celebrating Shavuos on the sixth day? So that's the setup for the Magen Avram's question. So the Magen Avram answers by saying that actually the baseline halacha is not that you need three days for the sperm to spoil, but you actually only need a day and a half, meaning three onos, three 12-hour periods, so 36 hours. And this is based on the Rambam in Hilchus Avsa Tuma, Perak Hei Alecha Yud Aleph. He says that you need 36 hours. And the Kesef Mishnah explains that even though in our Gemara, it says that you need six 12-hour periods, so 72 hours, but the Rambam and the Rashba had a different girsa, a different version of the text, which said three onos, so that would be 36 hours. So based on that, the Rambam would hold like the position that the Jews only separated for two days, meaning Thursday and then Friday night and then Friday morning. And if you work backwards and add on another three days, so it means that the Torah was given at the 6th of Sivan. So that's the Magen Avram's approach to this question, that really we hold like the Rambam, that the sperm spoils much more quickly. And the Shulchan Aruch, which says that you have to wait three full days, that's just a chumrah, he's saying to be stringent, but that's not the baseline halacha. So based on the baseline halacha, which is like the Rambam, so therefore we celebrate Shavuos on the 6th of Sivan, which is the actual day that the Torah was given, like the Chachamim in the Gemara and Shabbos. Now the Chida in his commentary, Birke Yosef, on that simon in Arachayim, so he says that the Magen Avram's approach is fine according to the Rambam, but most of the great poskim disagree with the Rambam, and they hold that the baseline halacha is three days. So according to all of these poskim, we're celebrating Shavuos on the wrong day. So he raises that issue on the Magen Avram. Now the Chasim Sofer in his Chuvas in Yeridayas in Kufayin Tes, so this is a Chuva about Hilchos Nida, he's dealing with the whole issue of what the baseline amount of time that a woman has to wait after having relations before she can start the seven clean days. So he has a proof to the Magen Avram. Now, first of all, he doesn't believe that the Magen Avram's question is such a problem, which is why do we call Shavuos the day of the giving of the Torah in our davening? And the Chasim Sofer says that that we could answer more easily based on another comment in the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara on Pei Zayin Aleph asks, 
that Moshe says to the Jewish people, that you should sanctify yourself today and tomorrow. So that sounds like a two-day wait on Thursday and Friday, unlike Rabbi Yossi, who says that there's a three-day wait. So the Gemara says a big chiddish that Rabbi Yossi said that, yes, originally Hashem's intention was that the Jews should only wait two days, on Wednesday and on Thursday, and then on Friday, which was the 6th of Sivan, he would give them the Torah. But Moshe was Hosif Yom Echad Midaito. He added an extra day of his own. He decided that they should wait three days. So he had them wait Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then the Torah was given on Shabbos. And there's a b'risa that says that Moshe did three things on his own, and Hashem agreed with him, and one of them is this, that he added a third day to the period of separation and sanctification before the giving of the Torah. So says the Chasim Sofer, based on that, we could say that when we say in our davening on the 6th of Sivan, the day of the giving of the Torah, it means the day which originally was planned for the giving of the Torah, because Hashem had planned to give it on the 6th of Sivan, even according to Rabbi Yossi, but Moshe pushed it off to the 7th of Sivan. So that would explain the language of our davening. But the Chasim Sofer says that there is a bigger problem here, which is what do we read from the Torah? So the Gemara and Megillah on Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, which is going through all of the Torah readings for the year, it says that there was actually a change in what was read on Shavuos. There used to be a debate when there was only one day of Shavuos whether to read a section called Shiva Shavuos, which talked about the sacrifices of Shavuos and the Bikurim, the first fruits which were brought on Shavuos. And others said to read the section of the Torah about the giving of the Torah. Nowadays, says the Gemara, that we have two days of Shavuos, so we read the giving of the Torah the first day, and then we read about the sacrifices and the Bikurim the second day. And Rashi explains that we want to read about the giving of the Torah on the first day, because it's the sixth of Sivan, when the Torah was given. Now, the Chasim Sofer points out that the halacha that you have to read on Yantif, something which is relevant to that day, is a very serious halacha. The Gemara itself says that Moshe established that the Jews have to read on Yantif something which is me'in yana de yoma, that's related to the Yantif they're celebrating. So if Rashi is telling us that we read the giving of the Torah on the 6th of Sivan because it's the day of the giving of the Torah, this has to be correct. This is more serious than how we formulate the day of Shavuos in our davening. This is an establishment of Moshe, which we have to do properly. So says the Chasim Sofer, that is really solid proof that halachically we hold like the Chachamim, that the day of the giving of the Torah was the 6th of Sivan. And that would be based on the Rambam's position, as the Magen Avram explained, that at the minimum, a woman has to wait 36 hours after relations before the sperm spoils and it will no longer make her impure. And that's why we hold like the position that the Torah was given on the 6th of Sivan and the waiting 72 hours is just a stringency. And based on that, the Chasim Sofer says in his case, which was related to the laws of Nida, that in a case of extenuating circumstances, you could actually only wait 36 hours. So that's a big leniency in the laws of Nida. And that comes from this whole approach of the Magen Avram, which the Chasim Sofer says has to be the case because we're even choosing our Torah reading on the first day of Shavuos on the 6th of Sivan, which in Eretz Yisrael is the only day of Shavuos, and we're choosing our Torah reading theme based on the idea that the 6th of Sivan is the day of the giving of the Torah. Now, we'll look at two more answers which touch on philosophical themes to this question. The Beis Halevi in Parshas Yisro has a very nice answer, which is similar to the Chasim Sofer, but he expands on it in a philosophical way. And he explains that there's a Medrash which says that the angels said to Hashem, don't give the Torah to Moshe and to human beings, but give it to us. So the Beis HaLevi says, what does this mean that angels wanted the Torah? They don't live physical lives that they could follow the laws of the Torah. So he explains that the fight between the angels and Moshe was over who is going to have the power over the Torah Shabal Peh, the oral Torah. The Torah is split up. There's the Torah Shabal Sav, the written Torah, which is settled. It's written in a book. It's finite. But the Torah Shabal Peh is the ever-expanding interpretation and innovation in Torah. So it's infinite. 
And that Torah Shabbal Peh was given to human beings that they are in control of the direction and what is true in the Torah Shabbal Peh. So the angels were saying to Hashem, we want the power to control what is true in terms of Torah Shabbal Peh. And Moshe got it and Hashem gave it to the Jewish people that they are in charge instead. So says the Beis HaLevi, that's the answer to the Magen Avram's question, why we celebrate Zman Matan Torah Senu on the 6th of Sivan. Even though the Torah was given on the 7th of Sivan, so the Beis HaLevi disagrees with the Magen Avram's approach that we fundamentally hold that the Torah was given on the 6th of Sivan and he holds like the literal reading of the Shulchan Arach that a woman has to wait at least 72 hours, meaning the Torah was given on the 7th of Sivan. But, says the Beis HaLevi, as we quoted before from the Gemara in Shabbos, Hashem had originally commanded Moshe to only have the Jews wait two days. And Moshe added another day on his own. So that was a form of Torah Shabal Peh, that human beings are ultimately in control of where the Torah goes. And when Hashem agreed with Moshe and didn't give the Torah on the 6th of Sivan, he pushed it off to the 7th of Sivan. So that was a very significant moment showing the power of human beings in deciding Torah Shabal Peh. So that's why we celebrate the 6th of Sivan and not the 7th of Sivan because the 6th of Sivan was the giving of the Torah Shabal Peh, even though the actual Torah Shabal was given the next day on the 7th of Nisan. So that's a very beautiful approach. And the Beis Halevi ties that in with the two brachas that we make in the morning, the Birkos Torah. One that we say is Asher Bachar that Hashem chose us from all the nations and gave us His Torah. So that's the Torah Shabbat that He gave to us. But then we say that He gave us the Torah of truth and He put the eternal life inside of us. That's the Torah Shabbat that it's inside of us to decide what it's going to look like and how it's going to grow and to develop. And he says that's also why in the davening on Shavuos, we call it Zman Matan Torah Senu, the day of the giving of our Torah, not Zman Matan Torah, the day of the giving of the Torah, because we're specifically referring to Torah Senu, our Torah, which is the Torah Shabal Peh that we're in control of. So this is a very beautiful idea from the Beis HaLevi, even though, according to the Beis HaLevi, the giving of the Torah day was actually the seventh of Sivan, like the Chachamim, and that's the baseline halacha, but still we celebrate on the sixth of Sivan because we're celebrating something a bit different, which is the Torah Shabal Peh, which was specifically given to us to control, and that's the theme of the day of Shavuos. Now there's another approach here which also develops some important philosophical ideas from the Maharal. This is in Tiferes Yisrael, Perak Chav Zayin, where he discusses these issues. And he too builds on the approach of the Chasim Sofer that the Beis HaLevi did, that even though the Torah was given on the 7th of Sivan, but it was supposed to be given on the 6th of Sivan. So that's why we call it Zman Matan Torah Senu, because of the original intention that Hashem was going to give it that day. And he explains that even though practically the Torah was given on the 7th of Sivan, so that's when the Jews got it, but there's a difference between the giver and the receiver. So Hashem, who is the Nosein, he was going to give the Torah on the 6th of Sivan. And that's when he sanctified the day as the day of Matan Torah. And even though the Jews didn't get it until the next day, but that still doesn't change when we celebrate the holiday of Shavuos because Hashem is the one that infuses that day with sanctity. So this is also an important distinction and it ties in with the larger theme he's discussing there that even though Hashem was ready to give the Torah the day before, the Jews needed an extra day. So sometimes the timing of the giver and the receiver don't line up. So that's an important approach. Now, there's more to say about this question, but we're going to move on to the Magen Avram's second question. The Magen Avram asks that the Gemara in Shabbos on Pezayin and says that Pesach, the year they left Egypt, was on a Thursday. And as we said, the Torah was given on a Shabbos. So if you do the math, that's more than 50 days. It's seven weeks plus two more days, so it was the 51st day of the Omer. So we conventionally think that the 50th day of the Omer is Shavuos, which is the day of the giving of the Torah, but that year 
it was the 51st day from when they started counting the Omer. And the Gemara says that Iyar, the month in the middle between Nisan and Sivan, that year was a full month. It was 30 days, even though for us it's usually 29 days. But that year it was 30 days in order to make up for the one-day discrepancy of how you get from Pesach on the 15th of Nisan to Shavuos on the 6th of Sivan, according to that position, 51 days later. So everyone's going to agree that that year, the giving of the Torah was on the 51st day of the Omer. Why don't we celebrate Shavuos on the 51st day of the Omer? Why are we celebrating on the 50th of the Omer? So the Magen Avram quotes from the Asar Ma'amaros, from the Ramami Pano, the great Italian Kabbalist, a somewhat surprising answer that the point here is to hint at the second day of Yantif that would be kept outside of Israel in the exile, the second day that we keep, Yom Tov Sheni Shal Goliath. So this idea is not entirely clear. It could be that Hashem was trying to show that we shouldn't think the second day of Yantif is just a meaningless day that we have to keep because there was some confusion on the Jewish calendar, but rather Hashem was showing us that it's inherently holy, that it's a very significant day of Yantif, and that's why, ironically, when it comes to Shavuos, it's actually the second day which commemorates the giving of the Torah, not the first day. So that's why Hashem orchestrated the world, that it's really the 51st day of the Omer, which should be Shavuos, but you only get to keep that if you're outside of Eretz Yisrael and you're keeping two days of Yantif. Or another possibility would be something along the lines of the Beis HaLevi that we discussed before, that Hashem was trying to show that he approved of what the rabbis were later going to do and institute two days of Yantif outside of Eretz Yisrael. So it's as if Hashem himself, so to speak, celebrated those two days of Yantif at the giving of the Torah by giving the Torah on what would eventually become the 51st day of the Omer, meaning the second day of Shavuos. So those are some possibilities what the Magen Avram's answer might mean. Now, what is the significance of this? So again, it's not entirely clear. It could be that Hashem is trying to show us that the Torah has to be kept in all times and in all places. We shouldn't just think that it's in Israel when times are good. But even in the exile, no matter where we find ourselves, we have to keep the Torah. So Hashem was already hinting at that, at the actual giving of the Torah. Or it could be that, again, it relates to the power of the rabbis. So Hashem was trying to show us not only the Torah Shabbat and that he's giving the Torah, but that it's now given over to the rabbis to develop and to institute new decrees like the second day of Yantif. So those are some thoughts as to what the Magen Avram might be teaching us. Now, there's some issues with the Magen Avram's approach. So the Chok Yaakov, in his commentary on the Shulchan Aruch there, he raises the obvious issue, which is, what about in Israel? If the whole point of this is to show the importance of the second day of Yantif, so what about people in Israel who are only keeping the first day? They're not even keeping the right day. And also, even outside of Israel, the first day is the main day. Whereas according to the Magen Avram, the second day should actually be the main day of Shavuos. So that's uh, one problem. The Machzis HaShekel, which is a commentary on the Magen Avram, he also raises a more technical problem, which is that the basis for the Magen Avram's question is the timeline in the Gemara that the Jews left Egypt on a Thursday. They didn't get the Torah until seven weeks and two days later on Shabbos. And according to the Chachamim, that that was the sixth of Sivan, you have to say that Iyar was a 30-day month that year. So based on that, the Magen Avram says that according to both Rabbi Yossi and the Chachamim, the date of the giving of the Torah was the 51st day of the Omer, not the 50th. But the Machzis HaShakal points out that on Shabbos, Pechesam and Aleph, there's a whole different timeline which is presented. And this one comes from the Seder Olam, which is a brisa, which lists a lot of history. And the Seder Olam says that the Jews left Egypt on a Friday. So according to the Seder Olam's timeline, it was 50 days later. And the Gemara says that's what the Rabbanan would hold. So they don't need to say ER was a full month. It was a 29-day month. And still Shabbos, 50 days later, was the 6th of Sivan. So according to that second approach in the Gemara, the Magen Avram's question falls off because 
the issue of whether the Torah was given on the 50th or the 51st day of the Omer depends on the same machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and the Chachamim, whether the Torah was given on the 6th or 7th of Nisan. And as the Magen Avram just said before this, that we hold like the Rabbanan that it was given on the 6th. So that would mean it was given on the 50th day of the Omer. So the Machzis HaShakel is wondering why the Magen Avram thinks this is a separate problem. So he has an interesting approach to explain the Magen Avram's question. He says that it's based on the explanation that Tosfos on Pezayinam Udbeis and the Tour also give for why we call the Shabbos before Pesach Shabbos HaGadol. And they explain because that was the 10th of Nisan that year when they took the animals for the Karban Pesach. So says the Machtis HaShekel, if Tosos and the Tour are saying that the 10th of Nisan was a Shabbos, then it means the 15th of Nisan when they left was a Thursday. So these Rishonim must hold that the main approach is the one that the Jews left on a Thursday and the Rabbanan hold that ER was full. So that's why the Magen Avram is asking that Shavuos that year, the giving of the Torah which fell out on Shabbos, would have been the 51st day of the Omer. It's based on the fact that Tosfos and the Tour both seem to accept the first approach of the Gemara that they left on a Thursday, which was the 15th of Nisan, and not the approach of Seder Olam, that they left on a Friday, which would mean that the 10th of Nisan was on Sunday. We'll come back later to the whole issue of whether they left on a Thursday or a Friday and this debate between the Seder Olam and the first approach in the Gemara when we come to the Minchas Chinuch at the end. But let's move on to some other approaches to answer the Magen Avram's question. So the second answer we're going to look at is from the Marsha in Avodah Zarah and Gimel Ahmed Aleph, and this is quoted by the Ber Hetev in his commentary on the Shulchan Aruch on this Magen Avram, and he expands on it. The Marsha is based on a Tosvos in Avodah Zarah and Gimel Ahmed Aleph, and Tosvos raises an issue which is relevant to this whole discussion. The Gemara there picks up on the word Yom Hashishi, which the Torah uses in the context of creation. We say it in Kiddush. So the Gemara explains that there was a condition to all of creation, that if the Jews accept the Torah, then it will thrive, and if not, then creation will be obliterated. So Toso says that this focus on Yom Hashishi, the sixth day, only makes sense according to the Chachamim that the Torah was given on the 6th of Sivan. But what about Rabbi Yossi that the Torah was given on the 7th? How would he derive this teaching from the word Yom Hashishi? So Tosos has two answers based on different comments in the Gemara and Shabbos. For clarity's sake, I'm not going to get into Tosos's approach right now, but the Marsha is trying to offer a third answer to Tosos's question. And in order to do so, he begins by asking the Magen Avram's question that we're dealing with right now, which is why do we celebrate the giving of the Torah on the 50th day of the Omer if it wasn't given until the 51st day? So the Marsha takes us in a whole different direction. And he explains that as we know, the counting of the Omer was the period for the Jews to sanctify themselves and to purify from the impurity of Egypt and to prepare to be worthy to accept the Torah. So that process was completed on the 50th day. And then the following day, the 51st, they were ready to accept the Torah. So says the Marsha, because they finished their preparation and they became spiritually pure on the 50th day, that's when we celebrate the giving of the Torah, not on the 51st day when the Torah was actually given, but on the 50th day when they became people who were fit to receive the Torah. And this is a reflection of the well-known theme that Chazal have, that Yiras Shamayim, being a pious person who fears Hashem, comes before the study of the Torah. That's a prerequisite for studying Torah. And the Marsha says it's even on some level higher than the study of Torah. So that's why we celebrate the day of Yiras Shamayim, the day that they became tzaddikim, and not the day that they accepted the Torah. And that also answers Tosus's question, he points out, because Yom HaShishi, even though, according to Rabbi Yossi, they got the Torah on the 7th of Sivan, but the 6th of Sivan was when they actually became people fit to accept the Torah, so that's the right day to celebrate Shavuos. So the Marsha's approach would answer the second question of the Magen Avram explicitly, why do we celebrate the 50th day of the Omer, 
And the answer is because that's the day of Yiras Shamayim, and that's the true theme of the celebration of Shavuos, not the technical acceptance of the Torah. But it also, in some way, impacts the first question of the Magen Avram, why do we celebrate the 6th of Sivan and not the 7th of Sivan? And according to the Marsha, it's because, again, we're celebrating the day of Yiras Shamayim rather than the day of accepting the Torah. It doesn't answer the Magen Avram's question why we call the 6th of Sivan Zman Matan Torasenu when it wasn't given until the 7th, but that we already dealt with in the first half of this recording. Now the Berhetev quotes this Marsha, and then he adds a very nice piece. The Gemara in Psachim on Daf tells a famous story that Rav Yosef would throw a huge party on Shavuos, and he would say, Ilav Hayoma de Kagarim, if not for this day which caused Kama Yosef Ikabashuka. There's many other Yosefs in the marketplace. Meaning he stood out only because of what the day of Shavuos had brought. Otherwise, he'd just be like any other Yosef in the marketplace. So the simple reading of that is he means to say that thank goodness for the Torah. Otherwise, he would not have become Rav Yosef, the towering Torah figure. But the Berhetev raises a few problems with that. First of all, what does he mean, Ilav Hayoma de Kagarim? If not for what the day caused, he should have said, if not for the giving of the Torah. Why is he focused on what the day has caused? What's so special about this day that's more important than the giving of the Torah? Second, the Berhetev asks, if not for the Torah, then the whole world would be destroyed, as we quoted from the Gemara Navodazara and Dav Gimel. So what does he mean that there would just be other Yosefs wandering around the Shuk? There would be no Shuk. There would be no world if not for the giving of the Torah. It's more important than just Rabbi Yosef becoming a great rabbi. It's that the whole world exists because of the Torah. And finally, he asks that Rav Yosef was known to be, from the Gemara in Sota, an incredibly humble person. The Gemara at the end says that when Rebbe died, there were no more humble people. And Rav Yosef said, no, I'm still here and I'm humble. So that's uh, itself an interesting Gemara and there's a lot to say about that. But why is Rav Yosef, this humble person, making parties to celebrate that he became so great? So the Berhetev says that according to the Marsha, this Gemara now makes perfect sense because the celebration of Shavuos is not the giving of the Torah. It's the tremendous purity and righteousness that the Jewish people achieved on the day before the giving of the Torah, on the 50th day of the Omer. So Rav Yosef, who was known particularly for being a tzaddik, his reputation, he stood out for his great Yerash Shamayim. So that's why he would celebrate on Shavuos, meaning the 50th day, the day before the Torah was given. And he used to say, Ilav Hayoma de Kagarim, this day is so important because it shows us that piety and Sidkis is more important than the giving of the Torah, which is what distinguishes me because I'm a great tzaddik and a great anav. So he was celebrating the tzidkis of the 50th day of the Omer, not the giving of the Torah. That's why he focuses on the day as opposed to the giving of the Torah. And that's why he's comparing himself to all the other Yosefs in the Shuk who may also be great Talmidei Chachamim. He wasn't saying that he's more knowledgeable than them, but he was saying the fact that we celebrate the wrong day, meaning the day before the Torah was given, is indicative that being a tzaddik is more important than being a Talmud Chacham. So that's what distinguishes me from all the other Yosefs who are Talmidei Chachamim. And that's why he doesn't focus on the threat that the world would be destroyed, because again, that would be the next day. But what he was celebrating was the day before that, the 50th day of the Omer, which is all about Yiras Shamayim. So this is a very nice piece from the Berhetev building on the Marsha's approach. And it's very rare to find this kind of piece in the Berhetev, which is usually a more succinct work. So it's interesting to be able to learn it. So we have a very interesting and very fundamental debate so far between the Magen Avram and the Marsha two major commentators. The Magen Avram holds that Shavuos is a celebration of the historical event of the giving of the Torah. And he goes to great lengths to defend that connection between the day and the event. While the Marsha has perhaps a broader view of Shavuos, that it celebrates and highlights themes beyond just that limited historical event, but themes which surround it, like the importance of Yiras Shamayim and being a tzaddik to the study of Torah. So it's an interesting debate to be aware of as we're thinking about Shavuos. 
Now we're going to move on to a third approach to answer the Magen Avram's question. And this one comes from the Rivash, a very important Rishon. And this is in the 14th century. So it's about 300 years before the Magen Avram. And in his Chuvas in Simen Sarivav, so he deals with this whole issue. And he has a very different take than the Magen Avram. He argues that Shavuos does not have to be on the day of the giving of the Torah. It only has to be on the 50th day of the Omer. So the Magen Avram's efforts to connect Shavuos with the event of the giving of the Torah, with Zman Matan Torah Senu, according to the Rivash, are unnecessary because the defining feature of Shavuos is that it's the 50th day of the Omer, not that it's the day of the giving of the Torah. He says, Shalotola HaKosub Chag Shavuos Biyom Matan Torah. The Torah did not define Shavuos as the day of the giving of the Torah, Ela Biyom Chamishim Omer, but rather as the 50th day of the Omer. And and the proof for this, he says, is exactly the question that the Magen Avram raised. Because the Torah was given on the 51st day of the Omer. So we are celebrating Shavuos on the 50th day of the Omer, which is not technically the day of the giving of the Torah. So the Rivash says that it must be that the Torah does not insist that Shavuos fall out on the day of the giving of the Torah, but rather the date of Shavuos, according to the Torah, is the 50th day of the Omer, even though that is one day prior to the actual giving of the Torah. So basically, the Rivash's answer to the Magen Avram's question is that, yes, indeed, the Torah was given on the 51st day of the Omer, but that's not the defining feature of Shavuos. Shavuos is on the 50th day of the Omer, regardless of whatever happened on that date. And the Rivash goes so far as to say that not only does Shavuos not have to coincide with the proper day of the Omer, but it doesn't even technically have to be on the 6th of Sivan. This is based on a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah on Vav Amid Aleph, where the Gemara says that in the olden days, before they had a set calendar, Shavuos could sometimes be on the 5th or the 6th, or the 7th of Sivan. So depending on how the Rosh Chodesh's had gone that year, then it could either fall out on the 5th, 6th, or 7th of Nisan. So the Rivash derives from here that Shavuos could even be on the 5th of Sivan, which is not the date of the giving of the Torah according to anybody. The Chachamim and Rabbi Yossi disagree whether it was the 6th or the 7th, but here you could have had people celebrating Shavuos Mida Oraisa on the 5th of Sivan, and that wouldn't have been a problem. So it must be, says the Rivash, that the Torah does not care whether Shavuos coincides with the date of the giving of the Torah, whether it's on the 6th of Sivan or whether it's on the 51st of the Omer, it doesn't matter. All the Torah cares about is that Shavuos should be on the 50th of the Omer, which is, of course, what we do. Now, the Rivash does acknowledge that nowadays when we have a set calendar, so our calendar is structured in such a way that Shavuos always falls out on the 6th of Sivan, which is exactly 50 days after the 15th of Nisan, when Pesach was. And the 6th of Sivan is the day, according to the Chachamim, when the Torah was given. So we nowadays do always end up celebrating the day of Shavuos on the day when the Torah was given according to the Chachamim. And that's why the Rivash says in our davening, we add in Zman Matan Torah Seinu. So we are acknowledging that in our established calendar times, we are celebrating Shavuos on the date which coincides with the giving of the Torah. But that is not the requirement Mida Oraisa. That's just a byproduct of having an established set calendar. So if we're willing to accept the Rivash's approach, then this would answer the Magen Avram's problems because the Rivash is basically saying that it's nice for Shavuos to fall out on the date of the giving of the Torah, but it's not a requirement, which is why even though the Torah was given on the 51st day of the Omer, we celebrated on the 50th day of the Omer, which is the definition of Shavuos according to the Torah. Now, as we know, the Magen Avram obviously does not accept this idea, and he feels that Shavuos does have to fall out on the date of the giving of the Torah. And the Chasim Sofer had a strong proof for this because the theme of our Torah reading on the first day of Shavuos is the giving of the Torah, so it must be that that's the theme of the Yantif. So there's an important debate over here whether Shavuos is characterized as the 50th day of the Omer 
or the day of the giving of the Torah. And it's worth noting that there are some achronim who adopt the Rivash's approach. The Chok Yaakov in his commentary on Shulchan Aruch quotes the Rivash. And Rav Yaakov Emden in his Seder Yavitz just has a very quick one-line comment about this, but he seems to be accepting the Rivash's idea without quoting the Rivash. So at this point, we have a very interesting three-way debate, which gets to the heart and soul of what Shavuos celebrates. We have, number one, the view of the Magan Avram and the Maharal, who accept the conventional view that Shavuos celebrates the historical event of the giving of the Torah. Number two, we have the Marsha and the Beis HaLevi, who say that Shavuos celebrates themes related to the giving of the Torah. So, for example, the centrality of Yiras Shamayim, of fear of heaven, to accepting the Torah, or the creativity of the Torah Shabal Peh. And we have number three, the Rivash, who maintains that Shavuos celebrates the 50th day of the Omer, which is when you have the sacrifices of Shavuos and the Bikurim. So those are three views regarding the celebration of Shavuos. Now, before we move on from the Rivash's approach, I want to discuss a similar approach from the Oneg Yom Tov, Rabbi Yom Tov Lipman Heller, who lived in the 19th century, was the Rav of Mir, and he's known for his Chuvis Oneg Yom Tov. So in Simon Membez, he has a Chuva on these topics, and he articulates an approach similar to the Rivash, without quoting the Rivash, but his conclusion is the exact opposite. So ordinarily, when you have a late writer going against an important Rishon, it might not be worth our time to go through the whole thing, but because the Oneg Yom Tov raises some very important issues in the reading of the Psukim regarding Shavuos, which touch on the Rivash's reading of the Psukim, so I want to go through how they each make sense of these Psukim and we'll come out with some important ideas. The Rivash's idea was based on the fact that the Torah never identifies the holiday of Shavuos as the celebration of the giving of the Torah, which is unusual because with regard to other holidays, the Torah explains to us why we're celebrating them. Pesach is because we left Egypt. The Sukkos is because of Kibas Sukkos Hoshavti Asbinei Yisrael. So the Torah gives us reasons and identifies the celebration of the holidays. So why does it omit the cause for the celebration of Shavuos? That was the Rivash's argument which led to his concluding that Shavuos does not necessarily have to fall out on the day of the giving of the Torah. The Oneg Yom Tov points out another unusual feature regarding the Torah's description of the holiday of Shavuos, which is different than the other holidays, and that is the Torah never identifies the date of the month on which Shavuos has to fall out. So when it comes to all the other holidays, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Pesach, every holiday the Torah tells us which day of the month, that's how we know when to celebrate that holiday. When it comes to Shavuos, it only identifies it by the counting of the Omer as the 50th day, but it never tells us which date on Sivan it has to be. And again, the Oneg Yom Tov points to the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, which states that Shavuos could be any time between the 5th or the 7th of Sivan. So we see it doesn't necessarily have to be on a special date of the month, but this is unusual. This is different than other holidays, which are defined by being on a specific date of the month. So this insight leads the Oneg Yom Tov to say that the key celebration of Shavuos is the giving of the Torah, and that's why it has to be on the 50th day of the Omer, to coincide with the giving of the Torah. And that's why the Torah did not give a date of the month on which Shavuos has to be, because it wanted us to celebrate Shavuos on the proper day of the Omer, regardless of what day that would be, on Sivan. So if, for example, Iyar would be a full month, then Shavuos would be a day later in Sivan, but it wouldn't matter that it doesn't coincide with the proper date of Sivan because it coincides with the proper date of the Omer. And this, the Oneg Yom Tov says very creatively, was based on the giving of the Torah itself, which was not given on a specific date of Sivan, it didn't matter which day of Sivan it was when the Torah was given, but it was given on the 50th day of the Omer. So just as at the actual giving of the Torah, the significant date was the 50th day of the Omer, more so than what date it was on the calendar with regard to Sivan, so too when we reenact that with Shavuos, the Torah tells us 
to use the Omer as the definition of Shavuos, not the date of Sivan. So this is a very clever idea. Now the only Yom Tov goes to the obvious problem over here, which is that the Torah was given on the 51st of the Omer, not on the 50th. So if the whole point of celebrating the 50th day of the Omer is to coincide with the giving of the Torah, then we're doing it a day early. It should be a day later. So first on Yom Tov says that according to Rabbi Yossi, that Moshe added a day on his own. So the 50th day of the Omer was originally intended to be the day of the giving of the Torah. That's why we celebrate that day. And we've talked about that idea before from other commentators. But then he continues to ask that according to the Chachamim, the 51st day was the day originally that was planned for the giving of the Torah. So he has a whole approach to answer that, which we don't have to get into. But what's interesting about the Rivash and the Oneg Yom Tov is that they're both reading the Psukim. They both notice an anomaly with regard to Shavuos. The Rivash notices that the Torah does not give us the reason for the celebration. The Oneg Yom Tov notices that the Torah does not give us a date to celebrate it on. They both come to the conclusion that the defining feature of Shavuos is the 50th day of the Omer, not which date of Sivan it is, but for diametrically opposite reasons. According to the Rivash, it's because Shavuos does not have to be on the day of the giving of the Torah. That's why it depends on the Omer, not the date of Sivan. Whereas according to the Oneg Yom Tov, it's the opposite. It's precisely because Shavuos has to be on exactly the day of the giving of the Torah that we have to use the Omer to figure out the date of Shavuos. Because when the Torah was given originally, it was based on the Omer day, not the date on the calendar. So this discussion is bringing up some interesting features of how the Torah describes Shavuos. And we're seeing different approaches to make sense of it. Now, it's worth just seeing, according to the conventional view of the Magan Avram and the Maharal, that Shavuos celebrates the event of the giving of the Torah. So how do we make sense of this major issue the Rivash is raising, that the Torah never gives us the reason explicitly for Shavuos about that it celebrates the giving of the Torah? So the Maharal has a very important approach to resolve this at the end of the section where he discusses this in Tiferes Yisrael, which we mentioned before. And he says that the Torah only describes the holidays in ways which are going to be happy because the holidays are supposed to be festive, joyous times for the Jewish people. So the Torah only says things which are festive. That's why the Torah describes the holidays in terms of the agricultural cycle because those are happy occasions for the farmers that their produce was successful or that they planted it. So the Torah is highlighting the joyous moments of these holidays. So that's why the Maharal says it omits the mention of the giving of the Torah with regard to Shavuos because the giving of the Torah was coerced. The Gemara says that Hashem held Har Sinai, the mountain, on top of the Jewish people's heads and he forced them to accept the Torah. So because there was an element of coercion, it wasn't just a fully happy event, so therefore the Torah skips it. And for the same reason, the Maharal says that's why the Torah omits any mention that Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment because it's not a happy event. So the Maharal has a very interesting outlook on the celebration of the giving of the Torah, which is counterintuitive. Most of us would have said that that was a purely joyous event and one of the greatest events in Jewish history. But the Maharal is pointing out that it also comes with a lot of responsibility. It comes with a cost that we're obligated to keep the laws of the Torah and there's punishment if we don't. So if someone is taking this seriously, they could feel some hesitation about it. And that's why the Torah doesn't highlight it because the Torah only focuses on elements of the holidays which are purely joyous. Anything which has responsibility or obligation or something a bit negative like coercion involved in it. So the Torah is not going to highlight that part of the holiday. So these are some very important ideas with regard to how the Torah describes the holiday of Shavuos. Now, I'd like to end this whole discussion with the approach of the Minchas Chinuch. He has a long and important discussion of this. We've touched on a lot of the points he makes already, but I'd like to just go through some of his original points. And he's going to answer both questions of the Magen Avram. So we'll end off with his approach. Now, before we go to the Minchas Chinuch, he's basing his comments 
off of the answer of the Tzlach, which is the note of Yehuda in his commentary on Psachim, on Daf Sameches Amad Beis. So he has not a fundamental answer, but a very creative and ingenious answer. So we'll look at the Tzlach's answer and then we'll go to the Minchas Chinuch. The Tzlach is answering the first question of the Magen Avram, why do we celebrate Shavuos on the 6th of Sivan when the Torah was actually given on the 7th according to Rabbi Yossi, which is the Halacha. And the Tzlach has the same answer as the Chasam Sofer, but he adds to it a very nice point. He's based on the Gemara in Psachim, which records a machlokus between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua about how to properly fulfill the mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tov, of being joyous on the holidays. So there's two positions. One says you should split the day, half Hashem, half of the day for spiritual matters, and half lachem, the other half is for physical pleasure and enjoyment. And the other side says that you have to do either or. So either you spend the day on spiritual matters, or you spend the whole day focused on physical enjoyment. Now, obviously you have to daven and do basic stuff, but your focus should be on physical enjoyment. Then the Gemara adds that everyone agrees on Shavuos, you have to have Lachem, you have to spend half of the day on physical enjoyment because it's the day of the giving of the Torah. So the whole debate is on the other holidays, but on Shavuos everyone agrees that you have to spend some time in the day on your own physical pleasure. Now, what this means that you have to enjoy the day physically because it's the day of the giving of the Torah, which actually seems counterintuitive, there's many explanations and approaches to understand that, but the Tzlach has a different question, and the Oneg Yom Tov in that Shuva also asks this question, and that is that based on the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah we mentioned before, Shavuos could fall out any time between the 5th and the 7th of Sivan before there was a set calendar. So if Shavuos is on the 5th of Sivan, that's not the day of the giving of the Torah according to anybody, not Rabbi Yossi or the Chachamim. So why does the Gemara say that Shavuos is the day of the giving of the Torah when Shavuos could be on the 5th of Sivan, which is not the day of the giving of the Torah? So the Tzlach, as is his way, has a very brilliant answer. He points out that Rashi and Shmos on Perak Havdalet, Pasuk Dalet, tells us that the story of Nasav and Ishma, when the Jews said, we will do and we will hear, meaning they accepted to obey the Torah, that story happened on the morning of the 5th of Sivan. So the process of accepting the Torah already began on the 5th of Sivan. And then we have the idea, which we discussed before, that the Torah was supposed to be given on the 6th of Sivan, but Moshe pushed it off a day. So the 6th of Sivan was a day which was intended to be the giving of the Torah. And then the 7th of Sivan was when the Torah was actually given, according to Rabbi Yossi. So based on this, says the Tzlach, all three days, the 5th, 6th, and 7th of Sivan, were all part of the process of the giving of the Torah. It was a three-day process, not just a one-day, 24-hour event, but it spanned that whole period from the 5th to the 7th of Sivan. And that's why it's proper to call any of those three days the day of the giving of the Torah. So that explains why, according to the Gemara Psachim, Shavuos is always on the day of the giving of the Torah, even if it's on the 5th of Sivan, because any of the days in that three-day period are considered the giving of the Torah, and we have to celebrate it as such. And the Tzlach says this would also answer the Magen Avram's question, why do we say in our davening on Shavuos that it's the day of the giving of the Torah, when it's the 6th of Sivan, and Rabbi Yossi holds, which is the Halacha, that the Torah was given on the 7th of Sivan. So the answer is because the sixth was also in the three-day period of the giving of the Torah. So this is the Tzlach's main idea that the giving of the Torah was a three-day process, not a one-day event. And it's the same idea we saw from the Chassam Sofer, except that the Tzlach formulates it a little differently and he also extends it to include the fifth of Sivan too. Now the Minchas Chinoch and Mitzvah Shin test has a long discussion of this whole issue. We're just going to touch on the key points. And he brings together a lot of the different points that we've discussed so far. So this is a good way to end our discussion, which has gone in a lot of different directions. So the first point the Minchas Chinoch makes, which is only partially related to this whole issue, but it will be interesting for us to see in light of the Rivash, is that the Sefer HaChinuch defines Shavuos as Yom Shishi B'Sivan, the 6th of Sivan. 
And the Menchaschinoch himself points out that this goes against the Rambam, who defines it as the 50th day of the Omer. And as we know, according to the Rivash, that is the entire definition of Shavuos. So the Chinoch seems to certainly disagree with the Rivash, and he holds that it does depend on the date in Siva, not just the count of the Omer. Now the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch do define Shavuos as the 50th day of the Omer. That doesn't necessarily mean they agree with the Rivash, but they don't disagree with him. And the Menchaz Chinuch points out that the Chinuch is problematic because of the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that we've referenced a number of times that Shavuos can be also on the 5th or the 7th of Sivan. So he uh, discusses that, but it's interesting to note the Chinuch's position. Now with regard to the whole issue of the Magen Avram's questions about the date we celebrate Shavuos on, so the Menchaz Chinuch makes a similar point to the Machzis HaShekel that we discussed before, that there are actually two approaches in the Gemara to make sense of the timeline according to the Chachamim. One is that the Jews left Egypt on a Thursday and still 51 days later it was the 6th of Sivan because that year the month of Iyar was a full month. It was 30 days so 51 days later on Shabbos, it was the 6th of Sivan. And the second approach is that according to the Chachamim, if they got the Torah on the 6th of Sivan, which was a Shabbos, then they must have left Egypt on Friday, which was 50 days before that. That's the approach based on the Seder Olam. So the Minchas Chinuch says that we follow the approach of the Seder Olam, in other words, that they left Egypt on a Friday. And that, according to the Minchas Chinuch, is going to resolve all of the questions. So unlike the Machzis HaShekel that sort of backed away from that, the Minchas Chinuch sees it as the key to solving all of these issues. So first of all, the Magen Avram asked, why do we celebrate Shavuos on the 50th day of the Omer when the Torah was given on the 51st day of the Omer? Says the Menchaz Chinuch, very simple, because we follow the other approach in the Gemara that Matan Torah was on the 50th day of the Omer. And he quotes that the Chok Yaakov in Simen Tuf Lamed also gives that answer, even though we saw earlier that the Chok Yaakov accepts the Rivash's answer. So the Chok Yaakov seems to straddle both solutions. Then the Minchas Chinuch continues and he says that this is also going to resolve the first question of the Magen Avram. Why do we celebrate Shavuos on the 6th of Sivan when according to Rabbi Yossi, which is the Halacha, the Torah was given on the 7th of Sivan? Says the Minchas Chinuch again because we follow the timeline in the Gemara based on Seder Olam that the Torah was given on the 50th day of the Omer. So even though it's not on the correct date in Sivan when the Torah was given, but what we're celebrating is the correct date in the counting of the Omer when the Torah was given. So that's why Shavuos is the holiday of the giving of the Torah because it's the 50th day of the Omer. So the Minchas Chinuch is basically saying something similar to the Rivash, but again, he's going one step further because the Rivash said that it's the 50th day of the Omer, which does not coincide with the giving of the Torah. And the Minchas Chinuch is saying that by definition, the 50th day of the Omer is the day of the giving of the Torah based on the timeline in Seder Olam. And the third, continuing his streak, the Minchas Chinuch says this would also answer the Tzlach's question. The Tzlach wanted to know why does the Gemara and Pesachim say that even when there was no set calendar, so Shavuos could be on the 5th of Sivan, it was still the giving of the Torah, says the Menchas Chinuch again, because that Gemara is following the timeline of Seder Olam. So no matter which date in Sivan Shavuos is on, so long as it's the 50th day of the Omer, that is technically the day of the giving of the Torah. So that's what the Gemara and Pesachim means, that Shavuos is the day of the giving of the Torah because it's on the 50th day of the Omer. And in fact, says the Menchas Chinuch, that Gemara is the proof that we follow the Seder Olam's timeline. And based on that, we can celebrate Shavuos on the 6th of Sivan, which is the day before the Torah was given on the calendar. But because it's the 50th day of the Omer, we see from the Gemara and Pesachim that it's considered the day of the giving of the Torah. So unlike the Machzis HaShekel, who proved from the explanation that Shabbos HaGadol was the 10th of Nisan, the year they left Egypt, that they must have left on a Thursday, which was the 15th. So the Menchas Chinuch has an opposite proof from the fact that the Gemara assumes that Shavuos is always the day of the giving of the Torah, even on the 5th of Sivan, it must be that it was the 50th day of the Omer that they got the Torah because they had left on Friday. 
So again, the Minchas Chinuch is playing with the same ideas that the Rivosh and the Oneg Yom Tov and the Machzis HaShekel all discussed, but in a much more strident way, because he believes that we practically follow the timeline in the Gemara that the Torah was given on the 50th day of Shavuos. They left on a Friday, so the Shabbos seven weeks later was the 50th day. And based on that, you can answer all the questions. Since the definition of Shavuos is the 50th day of the Omer, that by definition means it's the day on which the Torah was given. And the Minchas Chinuch adds in one final little bit, which is the Magen Avram in Simen Tafresh Dalet Sifkan Aleph asks a question on the Ramah who writes that you cannot fast any fast, even for a bad dream, even a Tanis Chalom, on Erev Yom Kippur. So this is based on the Gemara, which says that you cannot fast at all on Erev Yom Kippur and on Shavuos and Purim. So the Magen Avrom wants to understand why did the Ramah omit that you cannot fast on Shavuos and Purim and he only records that you cannot fast on Erev Yom Kippur. So the Menchas Chinuch tries a cute answer and he explains that this is the same debate that he's been developing throughout. The Gemara which says that you cannot fast on Shavuos holds like the timeline of Seder Olam that the giving of the Torah was on the 50th day of the Omer which is the day of Shavuos. So that's why the Gemara says you cannot fast on Shavuos because as we saw the day of the giving of the Torah you have to celebrate physically. But the Ramah holds like the other position which is recorded in the tour about Shabbos HaGadol that they left on Thursday. So the Torah was given on the 51st day of the Omer, not on the 50th day of the Omer, which is when we celebrate Shavuos. So that's why the Ramad doesn't record the prohibition of fasting on Shavuos. So this is a cute answer. On the bottom of the Mechon Yerushalayim and Chaschinoch, they point out, that it's difficult because even according to the Ramah, we certainly say Zman Matan Torah Senu, the day of the giving of the Torah on Shavuos. So that would be a little bit of a problem with this approach. So those are the highlights of the Menchas Chinuch's approach. And if we had to categorize him, so he is certainly in the Magen Avram and the Maharal's school of believing that Shavuos is the celebration of the historical event of the giving of the Torah, which happened on that day that we're celebrating. And his solution to all the issues the Magen Avram is raising is that we're not celebrating the calendar date on Sivan when the Torah was given, but we're celebrating the 50th day of the Omer, which we accept the timeline that that was the day of the giving of the Torah because the Jews had left on a Friday and they got the Torah on Shabbos. So this has been a long discussion. We went through a lot of different sources and a lot of different approaches. There's a lot more we could say about this. And in fact, there's an entire book called Ner Lamea on Shavuos. It's part of the same series as the famous Ner Lamea on Hanukkah, which has a hundred answers to the famous Beis Yosef's question on Hanukkah. So that same author has a few different volumes in the series on different yuntifs, each one focusing on a major question. And the one on Shavuos is focused on this question. So there's a lot more we could say, but we've touched on some of the major themes and the major approaches to resolving these questions.